India, you're in my room today. Yeah, we've changed bed location. Normally, we're in your room. My room's a bit more aesthetically pleasing. It's a podcast, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Yeah, but for my for my sense of calm. And my beds, if you ever hear it like a spring just randomly pop, that's that'll be my bed. Yeah. It's a bit springy. But it's more spacious. Very tidy. It's a complete mess. Welcome back to Talk. This is episode four this week, isn't it, Will? It is episode four. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, India. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What are we talking about today? Today, very good question. We are going to be talking about stress. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about the royal family. Yep. Dating. Yep. Something we have a lot of experience with. <laughs> and um, something that's just... Scientists have announced that they're going to be starting IVF for rhinos. Right. So we're going to be discussing that a little bit later on. Also, you can remember to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at PillowTalkPod underscore. Yep. We'll be um, keeping you all updated. Cool. So Wednesday was National Stress Awareness Day, right? Yeah. Here in the UK, making everyone aware that everyone is a little bit stressed. I was already aware. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, I've had a very stressful time. I've had a deadline today, so I've been um, busy with an essay. You've met the deadline? I've met the deadline, yeah, so that's done now, but I've got another one next week, so on to the next one. Oh, I've got to start writing an essay. But it's just hard to find the time to do it. It is. I feel like this year there's just so much more happening. Mm-hmm. And it started off, well, I don't know, we came back to uni like a month before uni actually started. So for us, it started off really quite quiet. Yeah, so then it was we're a like, very oh, slow do, pace. Sign up to all these things, do all these things. And now, week I'm seven I'm doing too much. <laughs> yeah, it's stressing us all out. And we are not the only ones because almost 40% of people in the UK say they feel stressed at least one day of the week. And 85% of UK adults um, experience regular stress. Why How do you think? Surprise me. I would have thought it was a hundred percent of adults yeah, experience regular <laughs> those, stress. Those lucky fifteen percent just be, ooh, I know, doing the yoga. A great time. It's all, the, it's all the monks we have here in the UK. Why do you think they feel stressed? Well, everyone's just got such a busy life, and especially now. Well, I don't know why. Especially now, I think. I think there's... everything's so so fast paced because I think the technology has a big part to play in it. Why? Because I think that's sped everything up, especially communication and the speed at which we we do things and the speed at which things are expected. Because before, if you had to do something, you would have to, let's say you're writing an essay, you'd have to look in the library, trawl through loads of books for ages. But now you just go on Google Scholar and pick out the quote within 15 minutes. Yeah. So that speeds everything up. Emails as well, when before you just have to write a letter. So it speeds everything up that way. Because you could have a conversation you would have over a few weeks and a few yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, and also things like the news, you hear a lot quicker. So communication itself has sped up so quickly. So I think that that's why people feel stre- more stressed now than perhaps they because used to. Because there's always things to be doing because of that ease of communication. Yeah, and people are always expected to do things rather than 
when before there would be time to switch off and relax, whereas now people always have their phone on them, always have a laptop handy where they can see their emails, they can see everything they've got going on and there's always that access to do things which is stressing them. I think um, as well there's a pressure to be a multitasker. That's kind of like the millennial trend though. Where it's like yeah, because people, people kind of put their fingers in lots of different pies yeah. rather than having one career. Ra- yeah, rather than having one career, I feel like now there's perhaps an expectation to be doing quite a bit on the side. So like for us, as well as doing our degree, mm. we have a podcast, we have a radio show, we you write for a magazine, we both make TV content, um, as well as trying to fit in exercise and socialising socialise there's so much to fit in when you list it all like that I'm like why have I signed up to so many things things have to give don't you and you you want to give your 100% to everything yeah you don't want to spread yourself too thinly but it's hard also I think as students money is a big thing that That adds to our stress stress. you were stressing about that yesterday yeah I was Uh, and also once you leave university trying to get on the housing ladder that's going to be a big thing and a big challenge for us yeah, but that's not something that I'm stressed about no. now. But I think that is leading to it, because it used to be a lot easier. Mm. I don't know if this is us necessarily, but there's a big increase in how health is perceived in in the media, in people's lives. And people are often made to feel a lot... Just their lifestyle, what's portrayed as the, the good lifestyle, is going to the gym, eating healthily, exercising regularly. Whereas... Mm. That's not a norm for most people, I'd say, in the UK. So that could also lead to a lot of stress for some people. What, because they feel as though they're not fulfilling expectations in that sense? Yeah. And like, so if we have a bad meal, an unhealthy meal, afterwards, we're like, oh, but I'm so unhealthy now. What, because then I stress about what I've eaten? Yeah, exactly. How do you cope with stress? I don't know. You just power through it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I like, I like talking to you and telling you all the things because I don't have I really should have a diary or something so I can keep oh, yeah. track of everything Will, Will at the beginning of every day Will has to talk me through step by step what his plans are for the day so that he can mentally get his own head around it yeah every week I'll, I'll miss maybe one or two things that I'm supposed to be doing and then not do it <laughs> I need to get you a planner that's ridiculous <laughs> um any other ways you... which then it stresses you out more because then you miss that something and you're like oh, <laughs> damn it um, I I like just to sleep, whereas often what, so you avoid your stress by sleeping. Yeah, which right? then can make it more stressful. I think also just especially with essays, it's just starting it, mm. and once you start it, I find the stress normally just goes away because then you're in it and then you can ramble on to the yeah, end. Same with lots of things. Mm. I cope with stress by just sometimes if I'm feeling very overwhelmed, just set aside an hour or so to let yourself not do anything else because I feel like if you try and relax when you're stressed the majority of the time you're still thinking about other things and you're worried you could be spending the time better but actually if you kind of schedule it in and specifically set the time aside then it gives you a chance to rest and get your head together but you're not feeling guilty about it Mm. do you reckon there's some things we should try this week and see if they work what to help de-stress us yeah yeah Oh, you know what helped de-stress me, Will? No. My facial last week. <laughs> You're still talking about yeah. that. <laughs> still not quite over that. So, I mean, I don't think we can really have a facial every week. Oh. 
Go and just get more stressed about money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a circle. Yeah, so on the NHS, their website, they've got lots of the things we said. Be active. That's a very good thing. Uh, Socialising. Mm-hmm. Having some me time. That's what you do. Mm. They also say, maybe it's, this is something we could work on, is having our own personal goals with something. Right, so like setting perhaps baby step goals and targets. Yeah, and so then it kind of helps you manage your time mm. and everything. So like with an essay, I want to write 500 words today. They also say helping other people makes you feel happier. It does, but if I spend time helping other people de-stress, then I'm just getting more stressed about my own problems. So maybe then we should just be positive. That's what it finishes on. You can't finish on that. That's what NHS say. Be positive. Be positive. What, so if you're stressed, oh, just don't be. Yeah. What helpful <laughs> advice. Thank you to the NHS. <laughs> we'll take that on board. Oh, I've got diabetes. Just, I just don't have it. Be positive. Yeah. Don't, don't have it anymore. The royal family now. And do you like them? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Always an excuse for a party when Not there's a royal that we're wedding. ever invited. You didn't get the invite? <laughs> <laughs> what, Harry and Meghan's wedding? Yeah. Didn't see day. any photos of you there, Will. Oh, yeah, I kept it very quiet. Didn't wanna, <laughs> On the DL. Yeah, I didn't want to make anyone feel left out. So why have the royal family been in the news specifically this week? Um, well, one member, Prince Charles, is thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. Prince Charles, the Queen's first and eldest son, in line to the throne. Um, he was talking about uh, when he becomes king, he said that he's going to stop talking about issues he's passionate about because, quote-unquote, he's not that stupid. Right. But... If he's already given his opinions on things, when he's king, just because he stopped saying those things, they're doesn't mean there. people are going to forget them or think that they, they're not true anymore. Yeah. But um, if we look at Prince Philip, he's mm-hmm. not the king. But the, oh, he's so the, sweet. He's not, or, but he's the queen's husband. husband. He's a duke. Yeah, Duke of Edinburgh. He is hilarious. Why? And he still says some, No, he says some... Things that just you can't say that aren't aren't appropriate. I had a story about the Duke of Edinburgh, and I don't know how true this is. Um, he was up in Scotland, I think, or on one of their country estates, and some kids were walking through um some of the land, mm. and he, I think, he was doing some shooting, and he was like, "Get out of my way! You're in my way! You're in my line of shooting! Get off my land!" Blah blah blah, and they were like, "Oh, sir." We're just on our Duke of Edinburgh Bronze Award. <laughs> he had to be like, oh, wonderful. Carry on, kids, or something. <laughs> oh, what a guy. He's so funny. So I, I almost wouldn't mind if Prince Charles carried on being like him. Controversial. Yeah, but I, I guess it isn't the kind of place to be it as a king. Cause yeah, he'd have, have a responsibility. Yeah, the Queen's kind of just there as a person to not say anything. Not do anything, just be there. Oh, she's so sweet. She's lovely. I think how vocal a monarch is does depend on their age. Because I think as they get older, they perhaps become more of a figurehead rather yeah. than that engaged in the role. And like we've only known um, Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. as an older lady, as yeah. an old woman. So 
it it would be interesting if Prince William became king now. What it'd be like because the Queen, when she became Queen, she was really young. Yeah, I guess we've never known a young monarch, have we? No, but like the Queen, she's been the Queen since 1952. So that's like 65 years. Um, And she became Queen when she was 25. That's a huge responsibility to have. As a 25-year-old. I know. I wonder if Charles will live as long as his mum. Because in that case, then William would be well, older he, when he he's became already, king as well. He's already quite old. He's 69. So Prince Charles will be an old monarch. And how old is William? Like 36. Okay, so depending on how long Charles is king for, William could be, you know. Well, if he's 69, that's 70. But he could still be king when he's like 50, which would be younger than yeah. we would know. I think it's exciting. It is exciting. But a lot of people don't like the royal family. No. Why? They think they're just using people's taxes yeah. in a pointless thing. But apparently they bring huge amount of tourism to the country. Because, mm. like, we don't think about this, but, like, the Queen is the figurehead of not just the UK, but so many other countries. Still, mm. like, Australia. Yeah. Uh, Canada. Yeah. So basically all of the old the Commonwealth, Commonwealth uh, she's still the figurehead of. So a huge number of people in these other countries who are still invested are very invested in the, family, yeah. in the royal family yeah, and have huge allegiance to the Queen. So going back to Charles, he's saying he's not going to speak up on controversial things because he's not that stupid. Yeah. I'm not sure that will make much difference, to be honest. Because I think he has a... Res- a similar, not exactly the same, but a similar responsibility now to he does when he's king. You know, the whole royal family meant to remain impartial on lots of issues. Yeah, and and spe- like he's taking on lots of the role that the queen used to have as she's like kind of getting old. She's stepping down for most of her duties. Yeah, and passing them on to Harry, William, Charles. So he's already got some of those responsibilities. He's, al- he's already got the responsibilities there. So should. Should he be less controversial already? But that's I, just him. Some people said. Some people have said that they think he'll abstain from being king, so yeah, he'll pass it straight to that. Will. But I mean, having said this now, it doesn't seem doesn't as though he's got any intentions of. Mind, yeah. To be fair, if you've waited seventy years of your life <laughs> to be king, but it's a horrible thing. I just wish my mum would die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Family Christmas is awkward. Yeah. So, Mum, how are you feeling? Quite well, thanks, dear. Oh. (laughs) As a couple, we know a bit about dating. Yeah. Only really each other. (laughs) My first date was with you. Oh, my first date was with you. Oh. Oh. But um, where has the idea for this section of Pillow Talk come from? All right. This man from Holland, this Dutch man, because that is where Dutch people are from, Holland, has today launched a lawsuit where he wants to lower his age by 20 years. He's a 69-year-old man in Holland. Right. um, And wants to make himself 49 to increase his dating prospects. So he essentially wants to become a legal catfish. Uh, well, if his 
age is changed by law, he wouldn't be catfishing anyone. Well, he would, because he'd be 69, really. But he, he but... So he's he's likening it to being transgender. What? Wait, so he thinks he was born in, like, at the wrong age? Or, like, born in the wrong person's well, body? Who's He should be in a younger body? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can, really, because at one stage he was in that body. But he, so he's saying, we live in a time when you can change your name, change your gender, so why can't I change my own age? Because you can't. Because even if he changes his name to 49, if he's it's on... his a- age. Changes his age. Even if he changes his age to 49, if he's goes on a date, he's still going to look 69. So someone's still going to be like, well, you either look really bad for your age or you're lying. Like, And, uh, yeah, I don't think having the bit of paper that says he's t- 49 instead of 69... It's not going to make him look 49. No, and the person going on the date with him is still going to think they're going on a date with a 49-year-old when, although legally they might be, biologically they're not. I think it's just going to lead to more people being disappointed when they arrive on dates with him. At least if they're expecting a 69-year-old, they're expecting a 69-year-old. What do you think about like online dating and catfishing in general, though? Well, you just never know what you're going to get, do you? It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. disappointing. Because... Generally, obviously, people don't like catfishing. Why would they? They're being lied to and given false expectations. But we watched The the Circle, didn't we? Yeah. The recent reality show where people live in the same apartment building but never meet and only communicate through, like, it's the show's own version of Facebook. And the winner won, the prize was, what, £50,000? Yeah, thirty thousand pounds. No, fifty. Fifty, and then another twenty-five thousand for the public choice. And the so winner he got seventy-five grand. And the winner was a catfish. It was a boy who had pretended to be a girl for the whole series, which he said in the end he felt bad about because he'd lied to people who, by the end of the shows, were his friends. Yeah, um, and also it was really interesting to watch because the people he was talking to were devastated mm-hmm. when they found out it wasn't a girl when it was a guy they were the one one person was so upset wasn't he yeah but this so this guy called emily uh said he's limited being 69 if he's 49 he can buy a new house drive a different car take up more work why what's stopping him do that now I don't know. He's just getting very hung up on the fact of his age. If he's saying it's because he'll get more work, that's just not true because he doesn't have had to retire. He doesn't have to retire. He can keep working. Yeah, if he wants to. If he wants to drive a different car, buy a different car. And like, it's not like if he turns forty nine, he will live another twenty years. Yeah. He's still gonna. He'll just die when he's sixty nine instead of eighty nine. <laughs> like, it seems the most ridiculous news story to me. I, I know. Just, just don't understand why he thinks it's a good idea at all. But I'm sure my mum hearing this now, she'll be like, oh, I wouldn't mind being <laughs> 20 years 45 younger. again. <laughs> my so if you were going to change to an age, and that could be like, go back in time or move forward in time, what age would you like to be? Um, Would that be... So I, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. No, you'd I'd live be the doing life of someone of that, age, of that age, yeah. Um... 
maybe like 10 years time. So like 30. Yeah. So like I've got a career already. Mm. I'm I'm invested into that career. You've got a house. I've got a house. Got a lovely wife. But you're still young. But I haven't got kids yet. Have a good time. Yeah. And like I just want to see what I'd be doing. Mm. I think I'd go maybe 26, 20, 25, 26, 27. I don't know. Because I feel like at that point, perhaps you're a bit more settled than when you come straight out of uni. But things, again, are still like exciting and there's lots of options. Mm. But imagine if you went there and you're like, oh! <gasps> My life's a mess. That's not what I want. (laughs) Be awful. Let's hope not. Speaking of dating, you know what comes after dating? Babies. Yes. There's a few stages in between we missed out. (laughs) But generally. So (laughs) not not generally. Well, no. (laughs) <laughs> how many days have you been on where you have a baby afterwards oh stop i was just trying to make a smooth transition it was very smooth india thanks okay so what are we talking about now will babies um, babies yeah not human babies though we are going to be talking about baby rhinos i love baby rhinos they're so cute they're like a little little baby elephant as well well there's a species of rhino called the northern white rhino, um, which, as a result of poaching, uh, they're down to just two. Right. Two females. And both are unable to breed. Menopausal. Right. Menopausal rhinos. So. Um, well, also because there's no male white rhinos left. Yeah. But, so... So scientists have found that the northern white rhinos are more closely related to the southern white rhinos. Right. So what they're going to try and do, um, are going to do IVF. With the white, the northern white rhinos. Yeah, and try and make a kind of hybrid no, white rhino. And it, it's considered a, a last resort. So it's a hope to help. Restart so the, the I'm sure they'll probably yeah. So they they want to up the population, but I'm sure they'll try and do things naturally first. But uh, there's so many challenges and difficulties with breeding rhinos, and all the poaching and everything. So um, they've worked out this way of doing IVF with rhinos. What do you think about that though, in terms of the morals of it, and just whether it's a good idea? Well, that's the thing, like, rhinos, Mm. I guess, because IVF with humans is a great thing, and it gives so many people the opportunity who wouldn't be able to have children to have children. Yeah. Although it's incredibly expensive and difficult, it's brilliant to have that. But I don't know if, if there's much point in doing it with rhinos. Like, I know they'll be extinct otherwise. So my thought is, at the moment, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, this is not necessarily what I believe or support, but I know the rhinos are decreased hugely in population due to poaching, which is human human intervention. Yeah. But to then carry out IVF with the rhinos is further human intervention. And my thoughts are... Yes, it'd be great to keep them alive, 
but animals become extinct. Yeah. So, like, the dodo... It's, it's another natural thing to happen. Yeah, so I don't know whether we should be intervening. And I guess, as I said, the issue does come because rhinos would be far more... Um, there would be far more rhinos if humans hadn't intervened. So it's a um, way, perhaps, of rectifies, rectifying or attempting to rectify our past doings. Mm. But as I say, extinction is a thing. The rhinos, the rhinos, the dinosaurs became extinct. Dodo became extinct. The world keeps turning. And I wonder what kind of animals will be on the planet in another hundred or so years. You know. Yeah, maybe not hundred, but thousands of years. <laughs> yep, <laughs> be a fast turnaround if we because, got because. So the the southern and northern rhinos, white rhinos, used to be the same a million years ago. They split off, but science has shown that up to fourteen thousand years ago, they still carried on breeding together. Right. So there, there is still this um, uh, change in the genes that they both have but it's a lot closer than originally thought. I think if they can get the northern white rhinos and the southern white rhinos to breed together naturally, then that's great. But as you say, it's such an expensive process. I just wonder whether it's the best place the money could be going. And I assume, you know, they've been given a grant or whatever by a charity or a government or something. But as I said, there are... I think there should perhaps be other priorities... Then. Yeah, and I think, and the cost of money and time that's going into it, and there's there's this whole um, sort of sequence that has to happen in order to go through with this process. So they've got to get the tissue from the white rhinos. Um, that, that so they've already got this frozen tissue from a wider pool of white white rhinos, where um, they can get stem cells from this tissue, and stem cells you can turn into lots of different kinds of cells so they turn them into eggs and also sperm cells right so then through doing that then they can fertilize the eggs and then have a surrogate southern white rhino or something and then that's one way of doing it for example but it's, it's just again the time the money and the and like isn't there better uses of scientists time Mm. I feel like a terrible person having this conversation. Yeah, I feel like uh, of course we could don't... be, of course we should be helping animals, and of course we should be um, trying to save animals from extinction. But it's so frustrating that it's an issue that we wouldn't be ha- having to be deal with be- if we didn't. Poach it's them. an issue that we wouldn't have to be dealing with if they hadn't been poached in the first yeah. place, and so it's human error. Yeah, it's our own fault. But we say that, but they're still being poached. Yeah, even today. Yeah. So we, we, if we went through with this, I mean, we went through all of this, there's still poaching going on. Yeah. And the cost of poaching one of these rhinos is going to be so much greater due to the manufacture that's gone in. Do you think? But I don't, I'm not sure they'd ter- be able to tell. No, but the cost... That, so these rhinos, will be they'll spend millions of pounds. Maybe if it's... Maybe if they are doing it artificially and with IVF, they can, like, I don't know, give the rhino some kind of superpowers or flying <laughs> abilities so they yeah, can just get away like from the Like a super rhino. <laughs> yeah. On that uh, slightly depressing note about 
rhinos and animals. Oh, you know what's coming out on Sunday though? David Attenborough Dynasties. David Attenborough, yeah. Dynasties? Dynasties? Don't know. I don't think there's there's not an episode about rhinos. Are we going to watch it? Yes, we are. I've decided. Um, Thank you very much for tuning to this week of Pillow Talk. Have you enjoyed yourself, Will? Had a great time, yeah. Remember, we're available on Acast, iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you're listening on any of those, please, please leave us a little review and give us a rating so that um, some new listeners can find us. Share us with your friends, your family, your dog, your cat. Um, Play us out loud on the bus or train. You might get some funny looks, but we'll appreciate it. Yeah, and if you're a fan of radio, you can listen to our radio show that goes out 10pm on Saturday nights on Leeds Student Radio. In the meantime... um, We'll de-stress. We'll (laughs) de-stress. Thanks for listening. Oh, wait, no, we need to say Instagram. Okay. In the meantime, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter, as Will mentioned. Yeah, that's at PillowTalkPod underscore. Pod stands for podcast. Yes, keep an eye on our Instagram because we may be um, releasing um, something very exciting quite soon. Ooh. Oh. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.